As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, we're going to take you where the mountains meet the sea. It's Sifpa. Can't sing it. Take me, Teddy. You can't sing it because then I can't lay it underneath. (laughs) (laughs) I bet I still can. Uh, Welcome to this episode of Sif Pop. Uh, It is streaming live on Mixler every Friday or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Uh, I'm Aaron Dicer from YourMovieFriend.com. I'm joined by Andrew Ormsby from Flick Freaks. Ahoy! Every week we'll be joined by a pop culture guru to chat about movies, television, whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And today's guru, our friend... From Geek Point O, it's Sean. Uh, Sean is joining us for (laughs) what we're calling a quick pop. Quick pop. Uh, This is where we just hit one topic, kind of boom, done. Uh, these happen when we don't have time to really like record a full sif pop with spoilers and all that kind of stuff. You're a busy boy this week. My goodness, I just like I saw the Atlantic Ocean this morning, and uh, I'll be seeing the Pacific Ocean tomorrow. So it's like I'm doing a lot of travel. That's, and yeah, if you know anything about Missouri, where we are right now, <laughs> Atlantic there Pacific. There is no ocean. Nope, neither one of them's near mm-hmm. here. We got the so, Lake of the Ozarks. So. Uh, and I have a haircut at three o'clock. So, you know, we got to kind of get through busy, stuff. Busy man. Uh, <laughs> we thought we'd talk a little bit about Westworld season one since it finished up. And uh, I think there's a lot, a lot to mine there, obviously. But what we'll do is we'll kind of give some general thoughts on Westworld season one, how it did, what you think of it. And then we'll go into spoilers actually in the episode themselves. So but it'll be at the back end mullet style. Yeah, absolutely. So go ahead. What do you what do you got there, Sean? Do you have my holiday card from the Weinsteins? Yes. So like when people come check out the office, I always get people going crazy over like the nerd stuff I have all around, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our technology, our electronics, uh, my collection. Every time I walk into Aaron's world, it's like a glimpse into a world that I'll never quite be a part of. <laughs> and it's and I'm in awe. Like there are signed papers in here from Tom Ford. There's I'm collecting those. Holiday, yeah. There's holiday. Uh, uh, did you see my cards from the Weinstein uh, arrival battery charger? Oh my! Oh my <laughs> lord! Your life is filled with the most awesome swag from studios and actors and actresses and directors. You saw the, post, like, the Manchester by the Sea poster. That, I did. Uh, it's Kenneth, gorgeous. Kenneth Yonergan. like, but he signed it. Yeah. So yeah, like yes. This no, deal. it's it's nice. It's nice being like you know. Kissed, kissed up to because you vote in an awards. That's, that's all it is. <laughs> These letters from Tom Ford are the only things you and I will ever be able to afford from Tom Ford. <laughs> that's right. Besides the yeah, ticket to his movie. Point. Yeah, and I showed you the arrival shirt, which is oh. awesome. Oh, yeah. I literally cool am, after this, I'm going on Amazon to see if I can find one. One of the can. best pieces of swag ever. It's, it's nice too. It's a long sleeve tee. I like long yeah. sleeve tees. I just wish it was about you know two x more. Yeah, that's the script. If I Legit. find it in a Henley or in yeah. a V neck, then I am set. Yeah, I've got. Mm. They usually send the scripts. I get scripts from about every movie awards contender movie that comes out. But That's this cool. This isn't about awards. Uh, that was swag. last week. That was last week. That was last week. <laughs> this is about Westworld. West uh, so, like I said, first little bit, we'll just chat general. 
And who? then we'll we'll we won't fear the spoilers in the second half. We'll give you a warning when we're going Ooh, into spoilers. That sounded like it hurt. Did no. you just crack your head with the headphones? No, or? I'm okay. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> At least it didn't go in my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah. That's true. Sean was running uh, running some internet cord for me here at the uh, the home studio and uh, found a nest of spiders that uh, fell into his mouth. So dead dead spiders. That dead that spiders. actually doesn't happened. make it as far as slightly less. As far creepy. as you know, maybe they were just playing dead. That's maybe not, they they all like, passive spiders. <laughs> I'm gonna have nightmares for weeks now. Oh, I would have nightmares. Are you kidding me? If oh, I was moving something and a whole bunch of spiders again. fell in my mouth. My, my wife oh, actually man. had to walk out of the room when I told her the story. She's like, uh, stop, stop. I don't know. Oh, that's uh, awful. Uh, nope. That's awful. <laughs> I think Andy's here again today. That, that's a sign of a good friend. Here, just for that, I'm, I am bequeathing unto you the Arrival battery charger. What? I'm not even kidding. That's yours. How many spiders do I have to eat done. to get some stuff? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I gave you the Tom Ford. Yeah. I gave you the Tom awesome. Ford. Even though it says dear and I Aaron you a, on it. I gave you a sausage party. I gave you a sausage party t-shirt. You did t-shirt. give me a sausage That's party right, t-shirt. Oh that my was pretty goodness, great. that is awesome. All right. All right. I've, I'm done bribing my friends. We can talk about Westworld. Um, <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so let's just start here. Did you like it? Did you like season one? There is not a way to describe how much I love this oh, show. Oh, so like huge loved it, loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, what do you think, Andrew? I'm in same boat i was addicted on our channel our channel on youtube became the westworld channel because we were breaking down every single episode because there's so much to just dive into and question and stuff i was hoping one of you guys wouldn't have liked it as much because you didn't well no 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 i actually really do like it and uh, but i hear a lot of from some of the podcasts i listen to and some of the the major tv critics uh, that i love complain about it and i was hoping to get more insight into that because they say it's all style and not much substance they're fools well when they say substance they don't they don't mean like the intricate like uh twists and turns that we you know think of substance they mean like there's like the character work they don't like the character work as much they think that it's it's a bit more flashy than it is actually getting into the emotion of it. And see, here's I the thing. I couldn't disagree more. I, I know, and I don't know how to explain it because I don't believe that. So I was yeah. hoping kind of one of you would have that that perspective. Sorry. But no, I really liked it too. I think this is one of those shows that's um, that's based on a you know a, a movie that not every it's not classic cinema. Does it make sense? Yeah. I love Westworld, but I know far more people who have no idea what it is than know what it is. Okay. And so it's based on something. That has a pedigree, you know, that has a story, and they took it and they did something different with it, unique, and it's just so good in so many aspects. I think there's a lot of people out there looking to find things not right with it because no one just wants to be just gushing nonstop over something that's you yeah. know exceptional. Um, the show's great. I know character was characters were one of the most compelling parts of the show. I feel like it's okay. This is going people who know how I feel about the show I'm about to mention are, are going to be shocked by this. I think it's almost as good as Lost was. Yeah, and oh. does something Lost never managed to do? I was just going to say, answer I liked the it which is which yes. is really legitimately answer all the questions and then shift into a new show. Like I feel like it's going to be a completely different show in season two in some ways. You know, I, I actually have a whole thing on that because we talked about Missy and I talked about Lost and this show mm-hmm. and i think uh this way surpasses lost and it does everything lost wanted to do and absolutely never did i think I, it speaks volume oh go ahead well i i here's where i would just here's the only thing i think lost has above westworld and maybe this is what some of those critics are talking about i remember feeling deep emotion about some of like the charlie episodes and the lock episodes about learning about who they were, you know, with the flashbacks that we got in season one and just learning about what they were dealing with. We've only and had one season. I know. No, here, but here's why you're, you're taking won't. You're not going years. to. There is but no, in that first season, I remember feeling that. I got like, you. Even before there was a season two. There's no, in this show, there is no permanent ram, ramifications for a character. They'll just yeah, come yeah, back. Yeah. That's why. With Charlie and them, oh, that's true. they have a one and done. Yeah. Here, Ish. You, you, there's really no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, here, yeah, okay, fine. Here, you know, if if a character dies, they'll just come back because yeah. they can't really die. We're not worried about spoilers here. Well, we are. Think, we're still, we're still, okay. we're still in the non-spoiler people, I think section. people know that the show is about robots. robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that so I think that's fair. When, when somebody is quote unquote dead, they just they turn, turn them. them back on. Yeah, yeah they, they rebuild, just rebuild them. them. But or... I think one of the greatest and most compelling aspects of the show is uh, the doubt. Okay. Um, who is, who isn't. And one of my favorite lines from the show is when uh, William is getting ready 
uh, for his introduction to the park, mm-hmm. and he's like got early on in this, early like on in the show, okay. episode three or something episode like three, and this uh, woman is, is serving him. By the way, who is beyond gorgeous? Okay, mm-hmm. and she is so subtle in her presentation, but very uh, overt. It's hard to do both of those at the same time. Yeah, yeah. But she's very good at it. And he asks her, he touches her, and he asks her, "Are you real?" And she says, "My favorite line in the show: If you can't tell, does it matter?" Yeah. And one of the great compelling things in this show is that there are so many times where you start to wonder, is so-and-so real or not? You know, is this person an android or are they not? And what does, and what what does, does reality mean? even mean? Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. what does reality even mean? And what do connections with people really mean? Right. And they took, I think they did something totally unique for an HBO show. So HBO is famous for two things, violence and sex. Mm-hmm. Those are things that their shows are all driven by. Okay. Yeah. And, and there's plenty of that in, in Westworld. It's is, not like they don't leave it out. But sex is used in an entirely different mechanic than it ever was before because intimacy. It's not sexy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's always a mechanic. That's a good point. It's a mechanic. And they did a really good job of illustrating that. And I think um, uh, Maeve's character, you know, really oh, exploits Tandy that. Newton's the best part of the show. I love show. her. Yeah. And she was, she was my favorite character. And so I think there's a lot of mechanics at play here that make it so much better than some of the other shows like Lost, because I think there is an endpoint. And I can understand what you're saying because there's, or I should say Aaron saying, you have more invested in Lost because consequences, you yeah. know? You could potentially lose a person and that's it. Well, and I just feel like when when they would do, now I need to say they're different shows. Totally. They, they are different totally. shows. They both have Abrams DNA in them, which yes. is interesting. But um, But I felt like with Lost, when they would take an episode and focus on, you know, like walkabout with Locke. Like there was something really deep there that I don't know that I felt at all in season one of Westworld. I didn't feel the same same depth. I felt the same exuberation, or that's a weird word, exuberance uh, with a lot of the twists and the the revelations oh, yeah. and those kind of things. Um, but anyways, I, I, I don't mean to repeat myself, but it's just, you know, I think there is a slight difference there. But I, I like I said, I think Westworld may be everything that Lost wanted to be yes and i wonder if part of that has to do with they really actually do know where they want to go yes yeah, i didn't always I got the, the feeling br- no matter what no matter what interviews were had during the time that lost was on the air no matter what anyone involved with the show said uh the show started with this really cool concept mm-hmm. of you know the island and of course the bunker and what it could mean and then they were like, wow, the show's so popular. We just have to find mindless excuses to keep it going for another yeah. eight years. Yeah, that was so let's three. keep introducing really weird, stupid stuff that makes no sense. We can keep leading people on towards a potential here or an arc yeah. of a potential solution. And then they'll find out, ha, just kidding. There isn't really any meaning to it. And here's the next conundrum, you know? Yeah. And that's all that ever did for. And then by the time I got to six, I'm like, Resolve it. <laughs> yeah, this thing. That's the thing. A lot of people didn't like about Lost is they gave you every single episode. They gave you three more questions and only one answer. Yeah, yeah. And, me this, nuts. and this really felt like it started with all the questions and then answered most of them on the way and gave you a few more on yes. the way. Like it, yeah. it felt like it, it. I think it really did that a lot better than Lost for yeah. especially an audience like you know a modern audience. What kind of what they want to see and, and kind of how they want to experience the show. Yeah. Um, any other general thoughts before we get into spoilers? Because you want to talk negatives about the show? Yeah, if you've got general negatives, absolutely. Yeah, uh, predictability. I think mm-hmm. that a lot of people saw the twists that were coming. Like back in episode three, uh, I cl- I called or me and my friends online. We called the twist, and it turned out to be right. Yeah. And here's another thing: whenever a a twist was revealed, it drug out the reveal of that twist yes, so long to the point where you're just like. You've done everything but say it at this point. Just go ahead and say it. I agree, but I think there's a really interesting game of sleight of hand with some of those twists being, here's a twist you're going to figure out early, and you're going to be so focused on the fact that you've already figured out the twist that you're going to miss the actual twist. Yeah. And that that worked. I mean, that worked for me. There were some things that happened in the finale. I shouldn't say some things. I should say one thing that happened in the finale. I didn't see coming at all. You want to get into spoilers because I'm pretty curious. Yes, pretty I'm, soon. Okay. I loved the fact uh, to go right along with that. I think one of, aside from the fact that Maeve's character was my absolute favorite, Ford was my second. 
because I never knew from minute to minute. Ford was my favorite, by the whether way. Whether to love like him, in this. yeah, oh, whether yeah. to like him or hate him, okay, uh-huh. whether to fear him or be excited by him, and uh, because of that, and he was the master of sleight of hand the entire show. Yeah, every single time, either an employee or someone else thought they had an upper hand with Ford, he was always he was so always in far control. Ahead. Yeah. Yes. I love He'd always that. been pulling the strings the whole way. And it, yeah. and that's what I loved. And even times when, because I did Andrew just as well, um, I called it. And I was like, oh, I told my wife. And she goes, no, no, no. The big twist, you know? And sure enough, uh, that's what ends up happening. And she goes, oh, really? And so I, and I think predictability was one of the weak spots. But I agree. Predictability lulls, the, in this show, mm-hmm. lulls you into this feeling of self-confidence about what you know. And then comes back with a left that you didn't see coming with and something else. And I think else. the show says we don't care that you know, too. Like, it's yes. okay that you know. Because like, we weren't trying necessarily to trick you right. in that way. And I don't want to. I don't want it to come across as me saying just because I understood the twist doesn't mean that the way they delivered the story and the story he was trying to tell wasn't phenomenal. Exactly. Sure. Because that's totally different. Absolutely. Don't try and Shyamalan me for the sh- sake of Shyamalaning me. Yeah. <laughs> Have an actual decent story there. Yes. And there was. All yeah. right. Let's uh, let's get into spoilers from here on out. If uh, you still haven't caught up on Westworld, you know, season one, and you don't want to be spoiled, uh, save it. You know, just hit pause. Come back to it once you've seen the rest of uh, season one, because we're going to go into spoilers here for the second half of this quick pop uh, about Westworld. I think it's a good transition since we're talking about twists. Uh, I will you said start there here. was one. That I'm you... assuming you guys are talking about knowing the Bernard twist. About no, because I... I told you that like after episode yeah. three, I told you that Bernard was a was a robot, and I told you that I thought that William was the younger version of Ed Harris. Oh yes, yeah, that's that's another one that yeah that everybody saw coming was yeah. the that William and Ed Harris were the same person. Yeah, are I... you talking about? Anthony Hopkins and what happened? Yeah, I did talk- not see that coming. No, I didn't either. And I think that was the big one they wanted. You know, they wanted to distract you. So, so which one you think with Anthony Hopkins? Just that the he end. Died. The, oh, oh yeah. the end. That, that do you he think was he's really actually? Uh, I well, I okay. Listen, in this world, anything's possible. It could have been a robot he made of himself. Whatever. Blah blah blah. Yeah. I think that would cheapen the show a lot. I actually really wouldn't like that if that wasn't actually because here's his human my theory. Form. I think that that was a, a host of him because if you remember, whenever you find out that Bernard is a host, he is at the same time building another host in the same room. I think yes. that he's building himself. Yep. So G- next mm. generation. What? I don't know. Yeah, two point version. Yeah. yeah, an improvement. I, I wouldn't like that. that, that uh, I wouldn't like that. I I really like the resonance of the story. Seems to be complete in him being uh, against Bernard. You think he's against Bernard the whole time, and actually, yeah. he is just um, doing what Bernard wanted to do after he's learned his lesson. I love that story. Like yeah. I, I love that his he's had a change of heart and that he's grown and. And honestly, uh, I don't know that Anthony Hopkins would do another seat. Like, he's just... He's old. Well, and more than that, he's just like, he is Miss, Mr. Actor. Like, I was just I mean, going to say... Just like, I don't know, he wants to get hooked into... A, I was shocked to see Anthony Hopkins in a TV show. Yeah. So, and not to say that it wasn't a good, like, if Anthony Hopkins was going to do a TV show, this was the one. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't see him in it for another season. But And that saddens me, but it also leaves me, because of how well-written the show is, it leaves me curious as to where they take it now. You know? I don't know where the show goes from here. Well, let's let's save that for our final conversation. Okay. Let's go into a little more specifics uh, about the show itself, specific things that you loved about it. Um, I really loved Ed Harris's performance. Oh, yes. I so love the way the show in the final episode, when we see him in a tuxedo, he just looks like a completely different person. Like he almost looks smaller. Like yeah. he just looks like he has shrunk. Like it's like, he's not as imposing. His, right. Because he just gets a feeling like that he knows that too. And that he is only at himself when he's actually in Westworld. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I really thought was interesting. Yeah. The final shot of this show is him getting shot in the arm with a real bullet mm-hmm. and him being so happy. Yeah. It's, I love it's like that. he wants to get his black hat back on. Yeah. You know? It's really interesting, too. And to learn about... See, you knew... We knew that William and him were the same pretty early on. Yeah. yeah. But there's something interesting about that story that I didn't feel like I completely understood until the end about his relationship with... 
um, Dolores. Dolores. Yeah. And about how he went back, and the reason, the reason he really progressed to be who he was was because she didn't remember, she didn't remember who he that was. That was one of the most heartbreaking yeah. things ever. Whenever he saw her, and he was so happy, and she just looked right past him. Yeah. That yeah. was. I could definitely see that creating the Ed Harris character, of you know. And then at the very end, she's like, "William's going to come and save me," and he's like. Oh, so you do remember. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think he's starting to realize too that that it was always going to be a process with her too, that it, you know, that he may have sold her short a little bit. Man, mm-hmm. I like we've said, I love that this this show answers so many questions. I love that the maze is an actual game that Bernard's son used to play with a little, you know, ball or whatever and that there was no great grandeur to it at all. Right, yeah, it was just a it was just a way to feel. I love what the the show has to say about suffering. You know, think about the central core question that people ask about religion a lot of times. How would a good God allow bad things to happen? And so you look at something like this and you go, okay, here's an interesting idea. What if suffering is what makes us human? What if it's what gives us, you know, free will and choice? And what if, you know, it's just it deals with it deals with some real theological and philosophical things that I love to sink my teeth into. Yeah, so I I enjoyed all that stuff. I think what lays under the surface, and and that's there's so much allegory in the show. It's not even funny. Oh yeah, like and even within each episode, there's multiple instances of it. I think that's the bones of this show. What lies beneath the surface is truly um, what makes it special, and that's crazy for a show that has such great production values and yeah. focuses so much on what's on the surface you know yeah. i mean everything is so perfectly done and i love the way they've constructed none of these characters um but what lies beneath them in their motivations okay the things that haunt them and the things that drive them you know and then how it can all to be turned on an end uh um mave when she's trying to convince uh hector you know, mm-hmm. um, and how she makes him see that nothing he does will ever have meaning, you know, yeah. in, an, in an effort to build her little army. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of brutal. Uh, she she said uh, if, if there's a quote she says in the show where she said that um, it, it, it's uh, isn't it sad when you find out how like, um, you know, ugly uh, your fabricated reality is, mm-hmm. you know, when you find out that nothing that, you know, is real, that everything about you is is fiction. And, um, and it's a, it's a trip, you know, when you start thinking about how much of in real life, you know, when we think back to things, uh, the things around us, you know, that are fabricated, the things that we build on. And our memories are fabricated. Yes. It's in, it's, our memory can play tricks with this. Absolutely. I just had scientific a discussion with my study mom. After scientific study shows yes. that our memories are wrong more than they're right. Often. I have these it's, mm-hmm. intense, vivid memories of things when I was a kid. And I love doing this mm-hmm. game with my mother mm-hmm. where I'll recall something from my childhood and I'll, I'll in detail. And she's like, no, nope, kid, nope, never happened. It's not even like that. <laughs> so here, and she'll break it down. And it's a trip because it almost warps your mind. And that's yeah. what this show does so perfectly. It constantly warps your mind and twists back the layers and goes, ah, but look, you know, oh, it's absolutely. just so well done. Yeah, I, I totally agree. That, that's another twist we didn't talk about. Actually, is her the not Maeve, leaving? No, not, that's not a twist. But the fact that she was pro, Maeve was programmed to try and escape. Mm-hmm. The, I did not see that one coming. I did not see that coming either. Well, especially by Ford, like yeah. you know that he was he again. That was I think that was the key twist that everything else relied on, and the reason I think ultimately the season succeeds the way that it does. Um, is because it it all that works like it's really thought through and yeah. it really works. They also confirmed multiple worlds, samurai, the samurai world. world. Oh, I'm so excited! By the way, I wanted to say when they so were walking through the hallway excited. and there was an SW. Did yeah. you do you know? Did you notice the yeah, logo yeah, even SW. before they went into the room? No, no, no. Okay, so you know Westworld is WW in the logo. So there's yeah. a circle logo on the hallway and it said SW, and I'm like, oh, what's that? what if that's samurai samurai world? world. I thought samurai world really? before they even walked in there and, and saw samurais, awesome. and I was like, yes. I love like the little things. Uh, there's subtle things throughout the show that they did really good job of of hinting throughout things that make you think, uh, like the picture. Um, that uh, Dolores' the father, yeah, yeah, that turns out to be William's, you know what I mean? Fiance. Mm-hmm. Fiance yeah. in real life. Those little things that, like, that, that don't have major impact on the story, you know, that just kind of lead you into things. 
And if you pick up on them, they just make you think that much harder because they they are stringing you along through yeah. this, you know? And they make you start making your own conspiracy theories, you know? Yeah. And uh, what did uh, Bernard say to Ford when he was in the room right before Ford made him kill himself? You know, you broke my mind. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm opening your mind. He goes, no, you broke it. Mm-hmm. And and that this show did that almost every episode at some point for me. And, and that's what I loved. In episode nine, whenever Ford made Bernard shoot himself, that also was one of the most heartbreaking things ever. Yeah, that And I know me. that he could come back because he was a host, but still, still it's... And Ford knew that. That yeah. incarnation now, of I, him, though... Wow. That incarnation of him, though, that person that Bernard was in that state, he was so vulnerable. You know, yeah. even more so than Dolores ever was mm. it, during her journey, you know, to sentience, so to speak. Um, I loved Bernard's character. Who is the most sentient of the, the hosts? Maeve. Maeve or... Maeve. See, I wonder... I, I don't think it's Dolores, because she no, questions but that, but Dolores never fig- act. Dolores never figures anything out, though. Mentally... But, but, I'm saying, but I'm saying now, with that last act, I think the show may be telling us that she is now the most sentient. That she is now... Because of her choice, to, she had the choice whether to do that or not. It wasn't something that she was necessarily programmed to do. At least that, how, that's, uh, that's how I interpret it. in the last episode, she did find the center of the maze. Right. So. So, yeah. And I don't know. But I, Maeve's, I mean, Maeve's certainly the other choice. It's Teddy. Oh, God. <laughs> Ted, and you know what frustrates me about Teddy is they set him up so early to be like, you know, the hero, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The good guy. Um. He is the most clueless and worthless character. Now I, I understand him, why Ed Harris. And by the way, Ed Harris is one of those actors. He could be in a in a laundry detergent commercial, yeah. and it would be my favorite laundry. Absolutely, I love mm-hmm. Ed Harris and anything he touches. Yeah. Um. But it, it, I, you understand his animosity for younger Teddy. His he, disgust. Absolute disgust. Yeah. He despises and is disgusted by this, you know, previous version, uh, younger version of himself. He's as being so clueless and deluded and, yeah. you know, mindless and the way he toys with him. And the more I see Teddy, it, there, there were times where I felt sympathetic to him. And then I was like, dude, you're a monster, you <laughs> yeah. know? And then mm-hmm. I'm just like, uh, he's almost the disposable character. He's the, he's the villain because he is so clueless about anything. There is one more twist I'd like to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was one, about to bring out, bring one, up one too, uh, but go ahead. One that I did not see coming. And that's that Dolores is Wyatt. Yeah. I actually did see that one coming. Really? For yeah. for a couple episodes. Yeah, I figured she was Wyatt. That um, is great. I love that. Yeah, no, no, it's good stuff. Or that Bernard is Arnold. Yeah. That's, that, I, that's the one that I... So I knew Bernard wasn't real. Yeah, didn't uh, know from he the was beginning. Arnold. Right. Um, but it started to come, not episode three, but I want to say episode four, I started wondering... Wait a second. You know what I mean? Do you know what I knew? And I knew at uh, when? The photograph. When he couldn't see the third person in the photograph. Yeah. Oh. No. I didn't even think about that. Mine was whenever he he asked what door. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That was 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 great. I I had a sneaking (laughs) suspicion because he had just mentioned that they, they couldn't see. You know, it's that, that amazing. Was, and I, when he's like, what door? I was like, that's it. That explains it. I, I love, I love how meticulously planned some of those things are in this show. I this yes. more than any other TV show, even Mr. Robot season one, more than any other TV show, it's one that I think you can go back and watch again and just enjoy it on a completely different level. Like it's yeah. just especially the Ford stuff. I cannot wait to watch season one again. Even episode by episode. Yeah. Even, I bet you could watch was it the well tempered clavier? They, that's the crazy twist one with the I guarantee you could watch that episode ten times and still come away with little things that you didn't pick up on the first time you went through it. Because yeah. there's so much that happens. The one uh, I the one I wanted to bring up go ahead if you're on, on uh, no, no, topic. Yeah, I was just I was just gonna reaffirm what he said, but go ahead. The one I was going to bring up when you talk about twists, I don't know if you'd call it a twist, but it was a, a revelation moment that I that I almost jumped out of my seat was when Teddy ta- or yeah Teddy takes uh, Dolores to the sea, 
And I'm like, oh, oh there's this wow. ocean here, yeah. and he's cradling her, and all of a sudden the lights come on, and everybody applauds. You know, this is right near the end of the season finale. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, what? And Forge just standing there, hand yeah, in yeah. pocket. Yeah, he's, and he's <laughs> debuting his new storyline. Yes. And I was like, well, he's debuting what he's telling people is his new storyline. Exactly. His right. actual new storyline has to do with the host becoming sentient and murdering everybody. That's his actual new storyline. Yeah. But, uh, but man, maybe that's as good a place as any as we kind of finish up here to talk about where does it go where where does westworld go i don't know but from, i have I from have a one, massacre i have one big question two. that What's was that? not answered in season one remember the him the oldest hemsworth brother like chris and liam they have the yeah old- he's still missing what happened to him he's just still missing oh yeah good Cause, point because the uh the headhunter like the uh the ghost people or whatever mm-hmm. they just kidnapped him but that was like Five episodes And ago. we also don't really know who they are either. We don't. Yeah. yeah, that is one of the things they just kind of left out there. And we don't know what the rest, like the real world is like yet, which is something I thought we were going to get in the finale was like Maeve getting out, like stepping out. Like, yeah, um, I would be yep. perfectly happy with never seeing the real world. I really kind of want to know what kind of world you live in where this is a theme park. <laughs> like that's true. You know I want, what I mean? I want, like, yeah. we, I want that mystery to as just Dolores stay. said, if if what's out there is so good, why are y'all clamoring to get in here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Like that's where things start to fall apart for oh, me. Oh my god her her uh, her Wyatt speech to uh, Ed Harris Ooh. about being the god and then falling and turning into the dust. What an amazing speech. Yeah. I could listen to that all day. I would but I don't love, know where the show goes. I would love to see this be um this wherever we call this hub um to be Epcot. Okay? okay. <laughs> Westworld was one area. So you're talking okay? about like the nations, like walking yes, around the nations at yes. Epcot. So we've got Westworld. I want to see Samurai World. Uh-huh. And then I want to see where we go from here. Yeah. And then I want Space some, World. Yes. And... Some overarching thing that ties these things together that blows Jurassic your mind. Park. Yeah. That's Dinosaur what I would love World. to see. Hey, it is because Michael Crichton. <laughs> building them as individual microcosms would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's one of the things I love. Like Sphere, Congo, like there are so many movies or books, I should say, because the movies are terrible, terrible, terrible. I like hey. Sphere. Sphere Sphere was, You have you read the book though? Uh, no, I haven't. See, that's the thing. The movie's an abomination once you've read the book. <laughs> okay, like, fair enough. You can't, you can't take that. See, By the I way, like Jurassic if Park, you like to read one movie, of the best Even books though they're ever. different. Yeah. Yeah, they, but they are. But this is one of those where I don't think you can properly recreate it cinematically. Okay. Uh, sphere isn't okay. and if you haven't read it please go out and audible it or whatever your okay. f- form of ingestion of reading is. ingestion <laughs> well, if is. you're gonna michael Crichton anything do eaters of the dead first because <laughs> 13th warrior is surprisingly a decent movie but that's yes. off topic yes. um back to westworld but yes <laughs> i think if we could build these into these in in individual microcosms with these amazing this amazing depth that we get in westworld okay and then find a way to tie all this together if that's their master plan I hope so. So are you saying that each season you wanted to yeah. be a different world? Are you world? saying that oh, we wouldn't even absolutely. see Westworld in season two? Yeah. Like that's Samurai ooh. World and stuff. Ooh, I kind of love that and hate it at the same yep. time. Because they've spent an entire season building up these characters. Right. Like, that's, for them the to drop them. And that's the point. And then w- we get something totally new. And if they could do something even cooler, like American Horror Story does, where the people from the se- season one are in season two, but totally different characters, new people. But then they so, would just whitewash Samurai World. So... <laughs> Okay, good point. But yes, if we could incorporate some of these characters as entirely new people and new backstories, okay, I think it would be fun because we were already left guessing in many cases as to what their real backstory was, right? Because of all the flashbacks and Uh the rewrites and all that. Now have them have some of these characters be someone else in, you know, these other worlds, I think could add an element to it, too. I am intrigued by your idea, and I give it about a 1% chance of happening. Like, I don't think that's... I don't think that's likely at all, but you, I am intrigued, intrigued by that for sure. Did you guys watch the post credit scene after for the season finale? What? what? I didn't even know there was one. Yeah. There was a Marvel. Yeah, they, they marveled you. Well, they did marvel me, but I didn't uh, know that they marveled <laughs> me um, in that way. I forget what her name was, but the snake lady. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, the post credit scene was her. She, uh, she'd cut her arm off, and she was just walking down the halls murdering people. Oh. It was actually really cool, because, you know, her hand... Her is, arm got stuck in the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that supposed to be what led to the scene Dolores saw when she was walking through the building? Yeah. And everyone was... She, she 127 hours herself. Gotcha. And then she, uh, yeah. Wow. 
she was the one responsible for all that chaos. Now thing. we're supposed to. Did I follow correctly that that Maeve had her body burned so that they could recreate her without the explosive in her spine? Is exactly. that is that what that was? Yeah. Okay. Her and Hector and uh, I guess they burnt. Uh, what's her name? Oh my goodness! How creepy was that scene when they were trying? When oh, uh, what is her name? I don't. I, I, don't, I don't remember. remember. Yeah. Wait, wh- creepy. What scene? When they're bringing them back online and in that dude's like gonna go have his way with Hector oh, or whatever. That, was, that and, was all sorts of wrong. Every, oh, every bit of creepy. it. Yeah. Oh. Oh. The show. It's a good show. Um, good show. I'll, I'll watch season Here's what again. I think. Here's Me what too. I think where we're going. Yeah. I think we're going, I think season two is less about sentience and starts to become about how these now sentient creatures are led into this war. So I think we've seen basically the... So you think a war is coming? I, I think it's war. I think it's war from here on out. Yeah, and and I think that, I agree. I just that you will see Dolores as the general on one side, um, and Maeve probably eventually, and Ed Harris as the general on the other side. And I <sighs> think... The machines? I think it'll be... You're going to get a dawn of the be, Planet of the Apes thing and going there will here. And there will be... Cro- I mean, there will be double crossers. There will be hosts who are working for you know the humans. and like I think I think we're going somewhere... So it's completely different. D Day from Terminator. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. I don't know. Could could be. I am but so excited Warring for factions. That and, yeah. yeah, and you never know who's legit because unless you cut them open, it know? certainly can't be like season one. Like, I mean, how do you? Y- you can't rep. Yeah, there's I, there's nowhere to go that that feels like season one. Yeah, yeah. that Agreed. makes sense. It needs to be something unless like that. unless they do what you're saying. And do almost an anthology where they do something completely different. Then they could make it feel and, like season honestly, one. Honestly, I but... don't think that's going to happen because this is the show that's going to replace Game of Thrones when it's done. Yeah, and if you oh, keep that's true, and if you keep changing it from season to season people... to a different world, people aren't yeah. going to be tied down. Okay, you just said something that worried me. What? Um, because you, the idea that this is replacing Game of Thrones it when is. it's done—that's what HBO has said. Cause... So, like are they in a lost situation now where they're going to have to make stuff up to keep extending it? Or do you think they have like a six, seven, eight season plan? I hear to you, Jonathan Nolan being the brilliant mind he is, has, say, has a plan. There was a master plan. How many seasons? Master plan. That's a, quite a task to create a show that's going to last seven seasons and to really have it plotted like that. Well, I think that um, because the source material is uh, one book, Mm-hmm. As opposed to George Railroad Martin's anthology that's taken him seven thousand years to write, <laughs> um, I think that the last book still isn't out, right? Like he still has. I really think he st- has two books left. Oh wow! Yeah, but anyway, I think that Jonathan Nolan is a brilliant mind, and I totally trust him more than um, oh, what's his what's his name? Lost uh, Lindelof. Lindelof. Yeah, yeah, I trust Nolan way more than Lindelof. So, because it, I I look at Lindelof's other stuff like uh, wh- Prometheus, pro, not Prometheus. I'm thinking of leftovers. Leftovers, yeah. Because that's just lost on steroids when it comes to unanswered questions. Yeah. And there's only one season left of that. Yeah, he I, loves Nolan, that stuff. Nolan knows how to answer questions while at the same time making an incredible story that is entertaining from start to finish. So just to carry on with what you just said, very interestingly enough, if you type the words "how many seasons." Will the West number World. one search on West Google World. is Westworld? <laughs> yeah. So James Marsden in a uh, interview revealed that they've already actually mapped out five or six seasons. Okay. See, well, that go. makes me feel better then. So it's he says it's not about getting the first ten episodes done; it's about mapping out what the next five or six years is going to be. Can I also say I'm a huge Marsden fan, and I'm so glad he's in this. I I, I like him. I really like him, and he is one Good of those old guys. Cyclops. He is one of those guys that elevates the material he's in. Sometimes, like I haven't seen him in something this good in a while. But when he's in, you know, some of the cheap summer stuff or whatever, I always feel like he does really good work. So he does. I, I've been waiting to see him in something. Unfortunately, his character is hapless in this. <laughs> right. But I love, so, I love Teddy. But Teddy could go somewhere though. He can. Teddy could be. Uh, I, I just mean, want to see them do something with him. A second that, season based around the transformation of Teddy might actually be really interesting. That if he scene was where the Teddy gets on the Gatling and, gun, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you know, I, I whooped like a redneck when that happened. <laughs> yeah. Not kidding. In my living room, I was like, get him! Get him! <laughs> I was all about It reminded that. me of the scene uh, in the helicopter um, from uh, uh, Full Metal Jacket 
where uh-huh. they get some, get some, get some, and he's just do 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 do, get some, get some, do 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 do, and I was like, that's exactly the mode I went into when he, Teddy hopped on that Gatlin because of everything they'd just been through, you know. Yeah. And I was just, I totally was fully rooting for him at the time, and at the same time, like oddly, like Ed Harris's character, like like grossed out or. Uh, distanced from him. Like, right, yeah, Whoa, yeah. you are straight brutal. <laughs> Whenever Teddy and Ed Harris or William were going through, it felt like a buddy cop Shane Black drama as they were going down, you know, trying to find the cinder in the maze and stuff. Uh, yeah. That's funny. I have to say, if if there's anything that I, I didn't mention on the negative side, it would be that some of the characters were a little ridiculous. Uh, I think of the guys that Maeve worked with in the uh, Abbott and Costello. Yeah, yeah, they were they were idiots. a little less than fully human. <laughs> like the moment where he's like, "Wait, am I a robot too?" Yeah. Like was one of my favorite moments because, like, yeah, I've been thinking the same thing, buddy. Like, how would you it was, even exist but as it, who it, you it are? It had a distinct like, "Dude, where's my car?" Right, feel it to was it. weird and like, less yeah, less Westworld. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, oh, Ashton Kutcher is about to punk us. He's about to walk <laughs> yeah. out and be like. Yeah, those those guys. Uh. Yeah, there were a few of those things here or there, but overall, man, just just the to finish with this moment of all these hosts with kind of this interesting, silly grin on their face as you know uh, Dolores is mowing people down. Oh, like, Trevor. You know, Trevor oh, had the best smile. On yeah, his face. yeah, yeah, yeah. Trevor. I didn't. I didn't remember his name, but yeah, that's exactly. Oh, I'm who calling I'm thinking him Trevor because that's his name in GTA. Oh, <laughs> so. But yeah, the guy with the mutton stash. We didn't even talk about the the video game analogies here. Oh, I mean, yeah. like oh, that it's stuff. Hardcore which, Grand Theft Auto. Very yeah, much in so. the idea, yep. like, do you actually? When it's do more you like, start? It's more like Skyrim or something like that because you're immersing yourself in an entire world. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Red. I think Red Dead Redemption mixed with like Bioshock is like the perfect but analogy. It's such a great. I think there's legitimate like thought psychological process going on here with. The idea of what is actually the difference, you know, is it just that you're Absolutely. walking around back in three D space? You know, like is it like I mean, as far as like playing Grand Theft Auto well, it and slowing people down or going to a sandbox gaming, yeah, and says, what if it was less <clears throat> you on the couch? What if it was more right. you in here? Yeah, and and that limitless power and that total control and that total like abandon of moral and ethical right, values right. consequences abandonment yeah. of consequences for any, your choices if the consequences aren't permanent yeah are are they actually consequences right you know what i mean and so at, at that point you get um i forget his name uh the william the one he comes in with original logan logan you get logan's character who's just like whatever you mm-hmm. know uh screw yeah. it kill it uh yeah. you know or chase it i mean he's just Pandemonium. So if, I I haven't played video games in a long. I just haven't been a gamer in a long time, and I didn't. Even, I don't like open world games anyway. But like you, you guys have probably played Grand Theft Auto, those oh, kind of games. Yeah. So yep. when you and all the clones, when you yeah. you know uh, Saints Row, kill somebody in that game. Yeah. Do you yeah. feel a moral tinge? It depends on the game, actually. So here's my. Qu- I here's just going to say it's dependent on games, how it's constructed. Some games they stay dead, and other games they'll just come back like later on, like. It takes Skyrim for example. You can wipe out an entire village, and you can come back. <laughs> and it uh, repopulates. Two we- you can come back two weeks later, and it repopulates. It repopulates. So Which no is basically the Westworld. same as Westworld, exactly. Yes. But there are games where once you kill somebody, they're gone forever, and it's and actually a consequence in the game. Yeah, because you yes. feel a more moral. Consequence. Okay, I think I'm asking a slightly different question. I don't. I don't want to get lost in this, but okay. So there are characters that, if I were to kill in a video game, I do feel bad about okay is that what you're asking kind of okay yeah and but in but general even in general non okay so he's talking about uh named characters right uh in the concept of npcs it's entirely in how the game is constructed right because there are games that create an environment where rampage is rewarded right and even like first person shooters and those kind of things if you play like duke nukem you don't feel bad about killing okay so let's right. let's start there so what is so if you play that and you don't feel bad about mowing people down but you go to Westworld, and it's the same idea, and you mow people down. Don't you don't you think you'd feel different? No, because here's here's why. Here's why. Because whenever I'm playing um a Duke Nukem game, I'm just throwing that out there. I am not me. I'm mm-hmm. Duke Nukem. So Duke Nukem is the one that has ramifications. If I were to go to Westworld, you couldn't separate I yourself. I couldn't separate myself 
I yeah. couldn't. So do you think no virtual barrier. reality will be like that? Too? VR and AR, I think, is going to be like the things where you're going to. That's kind of like the in between, right? Where you're you're kind of yourself. Yeah. Moving around in yeah, Westworld would be much more difficult for me, um, and that's just because there's a face to things. I, I and I agree. I am interacting. So and cr- I am feeling and seeing the personality of this thing. And, and there's not a screen between things. me and yep, what exactly. I'm talking exactly. to. Exactly. And and I think what's so beautiful about what this show is trying to confront us with is why. Yeah. Why does that actually make a difference if it's still just mechanics and, and goes robots? Back to, and, it goes back to the third episode. If you can't tell the difference, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. That's does. what I'm saying. I think that's the and genius of this. What's what's show. crazy about the show and goes right along with what you're saying, Aaron, is I distinctly remember moments in this show where I saw someone I knew as an android get killed or hurt, and I felt bad for them. Yeah. And and in the back of my mind, I know they'll just be taken upstairs, right. worked on, and repurposed right. back out to input. But I felt a distinct sorrow for them. Um, Dolores's father. I it killed me every time they went back down to the basement and I well, see is, him standing there. Is yeah. that the, what the show is saying though? Is the show possibly saying that we think of violence and death as these awful, horrible things, but it's really actually the psychology of it that's horrible. It's not the actual violence and death itself. It's having to suffer. There's a difference between yeah. suffering there is. and violence and death. Absolutely. And one seems to be more permanent and eternal than the other. And yeah. I think the show plays in some of those philosophical questions in really interesting ways. Yes, I love does. that stuff. Any show that can bring this conversation up yeah, absolutely. is a show that's doing some things right. So, yeah. yeah, that's probably as good a place as any to absolutely. kind of finish up, unless you guys had anything else you wanted to... Can't recommend it enough. Watch yeah. this show. I, Seriously, I'm, I'm sad it's over. For it's an now. HBO show, guys. If you don't have, here comes the tech stuff. Um, <laughs> if you don't have HBO, okay, because you don't have like a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar a month cable plan, <laughs> um, HBO, HBO now. is now available in on a la just carte. about anything yeah. a la carte. So if you've got an iPhone, an Android phone, if you've got a PlayStation, okay, if you've got an Amazon Fire TV, Roku, it's worth the fourteen bucks a month. Even if you just pay for one month subscription to see the show. Yeah. It's really, really good. Watch this. It's good. Yeah. Or if you want to wait four years, you can watch it on Amazon Video. <laughs> exactly. The, the only caveat I will give because, you know, I, I um you know, I, I always have to give a caveat about HBO content. You know, you know what you're getting into. Yes. You know, if, if this is definitely adult themed. There's a whole bunch of nudity, but it's not sexual. And that makes it Which worse, is, I think. Well, I think that makes it more interesting. Like it's, I think that's that's more It's haunting. It's more mechanical. Yeah. But the, but I think that gives it um, there's a reality to it that I think escapes us because we're such a sex obsessed culture that we yep. we identify nudity with sexuality it's and they're not the same thing. It's, it's, and I think it's this just show, anatomy in this. Yeah. yeah, and I think this show understands that better than a lot of shows that use nudity as well, more of titillation and those Ford kind of things. Ford says it himself when uh, one of the people is working on uh, one of the androids and it's naked and they're he's they're covering them up and he's like it's just it's just anatomy it's just a machine. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have thoughts feelings. It's just it is what it is. Stop. So, anyways, I, I always give that with you know uh, with that because I, I do have a lot of friends and family that you know want to make sure they know yeah. uh, content wise what they're getting into, and so you're def- definitely getting into. I wouldn't say even I wouldn't say even Game of Thrones level of no, violence no. and sex. I think it's even below that, but it's certainly HBO. So yeah, just be aware of that. Well, good chat, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Anything oh, else yeah. you want to bring up about Westworld? I love hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, man. This well, is a highlight need, for me. Just need to announce to you, yeah. um, I'm a host. I'm actually what you're I'm the host a robot. of Pop. <laughs> well, who who that's why, in that's... that world? If if you're a host, who uh-huh. in the, your world is the Ford? Because I want to shake his hand. Because if they can make <laughs> this, you, you know, agreeable and likable version of hosts, oh, you're I'm all for sweet. It. Oh, so. you're so sweet. It's Harvey Weinstein. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It's part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following the feed at Mixler.com slash Studio DNA. That's M-I-X-L-R dot com slash Studio DNA. Huge thanks to today's guru, Sean from Geek Pointo. Golf clap. Anything you want to promote, Sean? Uh, yeah. Uh, we have not been doing a bunch lately. Um, guys, stay tuned. Uh, keep an eye on our Facebook page. Um, we're going to be giving away uh, uh, a copy of Last Guardian this month. Okay. Um, and uh, excuse I, me, not Last I Guardian. Win? 
we are oh. you sir are excluded oh. um, <laughs> we are giving away a copy of um horizon zero dawn Whoa. so this month so um is it out huh it's not out we, well we're pre-sale we're gonna give they away pirated it. They're just we're giving away, away a pre-order copy. of okay. it to have it delivered to you the day it launches you best be giving that to me early what you talking about Willis? So, <laughs> um and uh but check out our facebook twitter uh any 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 social media.com forward slash geek um keep an eye out guys i apologize we haven't been online for those who have looked at any of our stuff we are in the process of uh, constructing our new office, and it is almost done. Very and cool. It looks we'll nice. Be, we'll it's be real nice. Doing uh, a bit with that once. We're still popping out Twitter going. updates and that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, we're trying I, to stay a little bit active, yeah. but we've been. Uh, I've just been down and busy, so I apologize for lack of content. No worries. Yeah. Much love and gratitude also to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. Support starts at three dollars a month. Comes with some pretty fun perks, including a bonus exclusive pre-show that happens before every episode of every podcast on this network you can find out more info at patreon.com slash studio dna uh, also please rate and comment at whatever podcast player you use uh, itunes especially they use that information to promote the show be a huge boost if you could leave us a comment there anything else you want to say or ideas for the show you can always hit us up by email it's feedback at sifpop.com Doctors take Field of Greens for their own health. Here's Dr. Ryan Green to explain. We're like you, too much fast food and not enough exercise. That's why I take Field of Greens. The fruits and vegetables in Field of Greens support my heart, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism for weight loss. And Field of Greens promises your doctor will notice your improved health or your money back. Get 15% off with promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. That's promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. Product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.